0: Hello. Hey, Naomi. Hey, how are you?
1: Doing good. How you doing?
0: Ew, why does your voice sound like
1: that? <laughs> <laughs> like what? What happened?
0: As though you just woke up.
1: <laughs> no, I've been up for like sex.
0: An sex- hour talk, your sex talk or something. I don't even know. What do you say? This sounds like your sex talk or something. Like your bed, your bed. You know, like you laying in the bed. And...
1: This is my preacher voice.
0: I'm weak. Hey, did you know there's <laughs> a new re- Saved by the Bell, like a remake?
1: Yeah, it's like a well, it's not a remake. It's like a continuation, uh, I think.
0: Yeah, it's like in
1: it. the yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, like the they're like adults now, like their kids go to the same school or something like that.
0: Okay, okay. Let me something
1: cute like that. I don't, I don't. I haven't watched it.
0: Did you send Dwayne a text? Yeah, I did. Okay. I just text him so uh just uh, do you normally use this to record? Or have you used it? Before? No,
1: it's my first time ever trying this out.
0: He said he never got
1: Oh yeah, I did. Six oh two yeah, okay. Hold on. Wait, is this two I think I see oh,
0: the wrong number. <laughs> That's my fault. I just text two again.
1: Okay, that's my other doing,
0: <laughs> but here hang, we'll hang up because I don't think you, can you send it to him right now, like this. Oh. yeah,
1: yeah, I should be able to. Uh, yeah, let me see. Let me see. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. Things are already recording too. That's crazy. Yeah.
0: I mean, I don't know how you normally do it, but I mean, you could keep this, you could edit out whatever you prefer. Uh, what do we?
1: honestly uh, I just had let me see here so I have my little thing set up
0: and it probably changes some things so I'm sorry because I know Nico
1: no it's okay yeah I had a yeah so it's probably gonna be like a 30 minute episode or maybe even less because like it was basically like it was gonna be like like built up off of you guys three you three talking you know but since only two of you so I was just gonna ask you a question about like no life during 2020 things like that and then. Um, just about your family dynamic and things like that. Okay, but that was really it. Did you? All right, so I sent it to him. Okay. Yes.
0: Yeah. So I don't know if you, I you don't have an iPhone, huh? No, I don't know. Okay. Well, so I don't know how you can.
1: How can do what? Hello.
2: Hey. Hello. (laughs) Hey, what's up, man? Hey, what's up? Just at home chilling. How are you?
1: Doing well, man. Living yes. life covid free for now. <laughs> <laughs> the year's yeah. so young. Yeah, am I mean, hung up. That's crazy. She started <laughs> it.
2: <laughs> yeah, what you been up to? Just working and writing and making some music.
1: Yeah, yeah buddy. What to get into it today All right, then. Look, Good. Just so
0: everyone knows. I have to- <laughs> sure your phone i don't know what your phone looks like nathaniel but i put my phone on do not uh-huh. disturb because your phone will still like incoming calls and stuff and text messages will ruin the sound of the audio so just so you all know
1: uh, okay yeah look, let me do, do that in. okay you know no one calls me that because right? i'm not <laughs> <laughs> i'm bill collectors be calling though
0: yeah, all the time
1: all the time.
0: In a whole pandemic, and they still call and ask me for their money.
1: I know. For money, I know. I probably ain't working. Can I wait <laughs> for y'all to pay it off? Shoot. Y'all seem like I got jobs. Yes, yeah, so I was just telling i that this is going to be a uh, really, it won't be too long at all, like probably 30 minutes. Okay.
2: So. I'm excited. Yeah.
1: And do you want me, uh, you go, You want me to go by uh, Nilo uh, or Dwayne? I doing... know by whichever one. Okay. Okay.
0: But let me one so right. I can no, also uh, go by the same Robin. name so it doesn't confuse anyone.
2: Oh, okay. Well, then you can go by Dwayne, So okay. that's what you grew, y'all grew up with, you know. Okay.
0: okay. So then, when you're addressed, I, I mean, never mind. I don't foresee you saying your own name. Never mind. Okay.
1: <laughs> can, can I go? Is that uh, like, okay? Am <laughs> <laughs> Now I'll just mess with you. But yeah, we'll get into it right now. Then let me do my little introduction and stuff. That's cute stuff. Okay. <clears throat> good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. You're here with Nathaniel Butler, and this is another episode of Talk Is Deep. I'm uh really glad to be doing another episode again. It's been a, a minute since I've been in it, as they say in the streets. So uh, it's good that uh I'm still still trying to do some episodes. Uh, it's been a crazy year. Uh, if you listen to this, it is 2021. Uh, the year of Armageddon has ended, and uh, hopefully we're going to be doing something different this year with, uh, just with life in general. So uh, this episode, it's just going to be a really short episode. I have uh, two guests with me. They're actually a brother and sister. Uh, I knew them since I was you know really, really little. Um, one of them actually was a past guest of mine, so I'm glad to have her back on again. So I want to introduce uh, Naime. How are you doing again, hey Naime? Hey,
0: everybody. I'm good.
1: All right, and then her brother Dwayne. Hey
2: everyone, I'm glad to be here. Excited.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so we're just gonna be talking for a little bit about just about the past year, uh, or the year, I guess, the past year, and just uh, you know, what w- what things that we are looking forward to this year and things like that. So um, now you guys, like I said, you guys have been a long time family friend of mine. Uh, I just want to talk to you guys about like, you know, life during the pandemic and. Now, some of the things you guys actually have done to stay connected to another, you know, and just like 2020 in general, because I know, you know, with 2020, there was a lot of quarantine and a lot of time just being idle and stuff. So I just want to know, like, Naime, I know for you, like you had a busy year. Like, I just want to like see like what were some of the projects you were doing throughout the year that helped you stay busy? And um, what were some of the motivations behind those projects that you did?
0: That's that's funny that you said that it, it seemed like a busy year for me because I felt like I had a lot of time on my hands. So it didn't it didn't actually feel busy
1: <laughs> it didn't seem that way
0: to me personally. Um, but I mean, there, there was a part, I believe, in October where I just so happened to be having multiple uh, events happen. So I, I did host a I partnered with Small Dance Collective and hosted a workshop that would bring our uh like just the collective together, right? Just this idea that we are all connected in some sort of fashion. And then we also from there touched on the different issues that were happening within our world. So we we talked a lot about self connected to other people, but then also how do we be um, allies within the black community specifically? A lot of work I do uh, stems and in hopes to um, push forward the black community, uh, motivate us, to, to provide for us, providing resources and knowledge with within, in general, other uh, minority communities, the indigenous folk, also within the Latino community, but really the Black community is something I focus on a lot of. So my events that I host through Life of Young realists, which is my business, uh, we hosted another workshop uh, called the Community Connection, where we just connected. We talked about anxiety specifically. And we had a healthcare professional come in and talk to us about anxiety, but through things like that. All my oh, well. uh, events, if I'm running through my business, are for BIPOC, right? Black, Indigenous, and people of color being able to provide resources, provide a space uh, safe for us to communicate, talk, and just share our stories. So th- those are like, okay. were like the main two things. I, I kept teaching because I am a choreographer and dancer. But, I mean, it was honestly just those two. They just so happened to happen in the same month. But really, I ain't doing nothing this oh. year, y'all.
1: <laughs> well um, and you also did like you know an instagram dance video remember you did that? i think you did it was like was it outside we were like oh, where you were living yeah
0: so i did do wait did you say
1: with tomasego
0: okay, yeah so it, I, am, a... uh, I i have a partner who jazz gold shout out to jazz gold him and yeah jazz gold? And i do a lot of work together on uh, in video and and, and, I mean, we're also dating, so it's, like, easier. But uh,
1: Oh, okay. Ooh, no you know, I didn't see. say okay.
0: I last time. Remember, like, I would not say the name, but I'm over a-
1: <laughs> You would not. You were, like, so ashamed. It's so crazy.
0: Wait. <laughs> uh, we, did, we did do some work, and we actually, uh, we worked on a few more other. Actually, I, I guess I was working hard a lot, a little bit. But we did do some other projects. We'll be releasing within this month and just moving forward within 2021. So, I'm really excited for those things.
1: That's good. That's good. um And I also know too that you had done uh some some poetry as well, and you did like a, a video oh. for that too. I wanted to know more about that because I thought that was really cool what you had done and uh just the way it was done and shot. And uh, yeah, I really liked it, so I wanted to know yeah. about that too. Uh,
0: so I guess I did do a lot. I forgot about that. So again, that was another jazz gold. <laughs> For that one, um, I had a few performances. A friend of mine, Sean Medlin, Sean Avery Medlin, uh, they work with Mass Liberation. And it's just a an, an nonprofit organization within Arizona that focuses on liberating uh, our communities uh, through political um, gain and then also just co- community, you know, mutual aid. I, I do a lot of community work. So with that, I end up partnering them in a few different showcases. And I, and I just did, I just performed for my living room. But I wrote a poem And the poem was about this idea of being this idol, right? This idea of being the woman, the the ideal woman, because I am light skinned, because I'm black and Mexican, right? So there's, I have curly hair. There's like different attributes about me on the outer appearance that people assume is great, is gorgeous, is beautiful. So all my life I've gotten this. Yeah, this conversation of oh, I want children that look like you, or I want to marry someone that look like you. I want you to have my babies, and it's like that's really weird when people say stuff like that. But like, no one...
1: yeah, uh, who, what kind of stranger says I want you to have my babies? But the like is, what? the crazy
0: thing is, like I've had it, <laughs> like I've had people who are friends say to me that I've I've literally had strangers say things to me, and it's just it's it's how we idolize again this closer to whiteness Dang. type of thing because I am uh, fair skin and so I wanted to write a poem of, of how I'm I'm no longer accepting it. It's weird. It's odd. I no longer want to be a part of it. So you can't see me anymore.
1: Yeah. So. And, and, and uh bought this old I had my baby thing uh, how much money <laughs> were they offering?
0: That's nothing. Wasn't nobody saying <laughs> nothing
1: <laughs> that's, that's, that's important. <laughs> if they're dropping like eight hundred thousand like, he might. But uh yeah that's just weird. In general. I never have someone said that to me like well, you want to have your baby
0: and normally it was a darker skinned <laughs> man who again the strive for this uh, like light skin fairy tale type of woman so it's like not your. Fetish,
1: yeah he went the, right right, the white girl without having the white girl
0: that was the name of yeah. the poem fetish right like I'm not a fetish I'm a human being and I want to be respected as such
1: mm. yeah I like. I, really, I really did enjoy it yeah because when I when I first heard it, I was just like really um, not, I wouldn't say empowered because I'm, I'm not a woman, I'm not light-skinned, but I felt the empowerment that you felt doing the video. So I thought it was really, really, freeing, uh, really, really freeing thing to watch. So and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot.
0: People thought I was in a studio. People were really amazed with the aesthetic of it. And if you have
1: yeah and you're like in your right. bathroom if you haven't right you've
0: seen it uh, my instagram is n n i i a m e y you can check it out there N-N-N-N-I-I-M-A. but uh so he, we actually were in my living room and we just had all the lights off. we put up some some dark curtains in certain places and then we had a a light yeah um and actually it looks a little red and the only reason it looks red is because of what I was wearing. so the way the light was reflecting off my clothes made my whole appearance red so it was just a so, again, visionary uh, jazz gold who just did his thing um, and really hooked it up. So it was dope.
1: Yeah, I really liked it. Yeah, and and the segue to 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 uh, Dwayne, I you are actually uh, an aspiring yeah. writer, correct? Yeah, and uh, how long have you been actually writing? Um, I've
2: been writing since seventh grade. Um, like okay, yeah, yeah, like early. writing man. something where I was you know writing a whole piece seventh grade. But um, I've yeah. been telling stories pretty much my whole childhood. You know, I was the one who would always tell the ghost stories at parties. And, you know, um, yeah. I really, I like storytelling. I um, definitely consider myself a storyteller. Um, and through all of COVID, I've just been trying to hone in on my writing. So I've been doing a lot of reading. I've been reading okay. a lot of Octavia E. Butler and a lot of um, Samuel R. Delaney. A lot of um, horror and sci-fi, especially during these times. Um, Okay. And just trying to practice my craft and perfect it. I have a lot of different books that I've been reading to, you know, kind of like perfect the craft. But then I've also been really on this, um, on a journey of discovering what my voice is. Because one thing um, I've been, you know, all throughout Instagram during everything that's been happening this year, um, you know, reading a lot of different people's experiences with writing and storytelling. Um, You know, there's a lot of people who have shied shied away from, you know, poetry and storytelling. I love poetry, Um, but a lot of people shy away from it because there's these rules that, you know, are created by, you know, gatekeepers, white gatekeepers trying to keep certain people from being able to Mm. access those things. And I've been really trying to discover my voice because I don't want to be, you know, like I don't. I don't want to be Stephen King, you know, like because stuff is great, but I don't I want to do my own thing. And I want to um, have my own form as well. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. Your own and, voice. Um, there's this I, I, I couldn't find the quote, but there's this quote um, from this indigenous woman. And she was talking about how, you know, she writes the way she writes, because, you know, English is a colonized is a, it's a colonizer's language. And it's so true. It's like, you know, like, yeah. I spent a lot of time, you know, learning grammar and, like, being the one who's always editing people's stuff and saying, you know, this is grammatically correct. But I hate that. Like, it, it never felt right. It never felt good, you know? Even when I was, like, getting A's in English. For yeah. it, it's like, it just felt like, but this is a story. This is a poem. You know, like, that's dialogue. Dialogue, you know, that's somebody's voice. You know, yeah. let them speak it the way they're going to speak it. Um, so I've been really trying to... Use this time that's forcing me to stay in to discover who I want to be as a writer.
1: Okay, and have you? Do you think that you you've actually gained some inspiration from like a place you didn't even think that you would have gained it from, like not not even it doesn't, and not necessarily like even in a book, but like maybe just like your life or just what you've seen in the in what twenty twenty has Definitely. brought. Um,
2: I've seen a lot of. Um, especially with 2020, with everything happening, a lot of people trying to um, monetize and you know consume blackness or non whiteness, you know, and it's just kind of motivated me yeah. more to want to tell stories featuring black people, stories featuring multiracial people, stories featuring Latinos, Asians, you know, um, queer people, stories featuring you know people who never get to be the hero or never, never even get to be the antagonist, you know, like, we have all these stories, yeah. and, you know, we have the Joker that came out last year, and everyone praised it. And it's like, um, would we praise mm-hmm. it if it was a black guy in that situation, you know, and most times, no, you know, because most yeah. times, you know, just like that, um, last year, that mother who was arrested for sending her kids to a school that wasn't in her zip code, you know, and it's like,
0: Well, Aunt Becky... Yeah, Walking around paying millions of dollars her to her kids to school, they don't even want to be in. Don't Thank her, you. She's, she's in jail right now, and her kids ain't even in the school no Thank more. They you. don't and want they're to happy
2: be that they're not in it, they didn't want to be in it exactly. And it's wow. like, I was definitely getting a lot of inspiration from that. And what,
1: who was that again? What'd you say? Uh, who Aunt was it? Who was the lady? I
2: don't and, remember her real name, but yeah, I'm Becky from Full House.
1: Okay. <laughs> Oh yes, yes, yes. Lauren, uh-huh, uh, yeah. Lauren something, Laura something, yeah, yeah. you're right, you're right, the, yeah. The other one that's from true,
0: Desper- from Housewives, something Housewives, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Desperate Housewives, like the Real
2: Housewives, one of them, I think. Oh, Real Housewives.
1: Desperate
0: Housewives. Yes, Desperate
2: housewives. Oh, Desperate
1: Housewives. Oh. Okay.
2: Yeah. So I've been taking inspiration from that. That's so crazy. Those types of things of just you know wanting to see people whose experiences are more like mine. You know, who come from yeah homes that aren't the hamad you know the same thing that everyone sees um and there's been a lot of people trying to monetize yeah. you know blackness and try to say you know oh let's find a way to make money off of this and instead of telling stories you know that's like we're still hearing about yeah, writers yeah. rooms where there's only one black person in the whole room for a a whole black show
1: yeah which is absurd because you don't it's like who else would know the experience better than a black person yeah no i get it for sure yeah that's it's really weird too because like i never really thought about like the monetization thing because i guess like when you're watching something i think you just watch it for like the experience but sometimes like you can like you can feel like when something isn't feeling connected like for instance like i watch like a movie and uh or a horror film, and it'll be an African American character in it. And, like, they'll be running, and then, like, they'll look back when they run. Whereas, like, I watched recently Lovecraft mm-hmm. Country, and the episode, oh, I don't yes. know if you, yeah. have you guys ever watched it or heard of it. Okay, so remember the first episode when Letitia yeah. was running to. What was the first episode? Well, it was the episode where yeah. she was running to the car and yeah. turn the lights that's on, whatever. Perfect. And you see the whole time she looked back, and I was like, that's it. Mm-hmm. that's real. And so I looked at it and I was like, oh, wow, the show's ran by a black woman. the, the writers is a black woman. Like, I was like, that is more realistic to me mm-hmm. as yeah. like an African-American right. person. And you that's know what why I
0: mean? it's so, it's so important it that we tell our own stories. Mm-hmm. So one, one thing like with my business, that's what I try to focus on, allowing people the space to share their own stories. When we look at history books or when we're reading other books, we see someone always trying to share from another point of view that they've never experienced. And then, you know, sometimes it could be very enlightening, yeah. but it's also not completely truth. Mm-hmm. So even Lovecraft Country is a great example where the original, they, they received that from a book. The original book is actually um, was written by a white male, Matt. Now the book compared yeah. to the show are actually very different. Uh, I just bought my book because I, yes. I read the book yeah. and I enjoy the book, but it's very different. But again, it's like we can tell our own stories we don't need somebody to write i don't need somebody to write Nine May story because can't nobody write it or tell it better than i could mm-hmm. that's really important yes yeah. to, to yeah. continue to write and be a part of our own stories
1: yes yeah because i feel like it, it makes the viewer experience better and also too it, it gives you like gives you if you're a creative person it gives you the the will to be like man i can mm-hmm. be creative you know this is a this has proven that being creative and t- using your own spin on mm-hmm. something works like but i guess that's what i gathered from at least watching that that show so far i'm like man this is really built like as it making because you know as you know yeah. doing i'm a writer too as well so like maybe want to like oh my god I, I just i can write about this now or it made me feel like oh man maybe i mean i can try mm-hmm. it this way when i do my writing because like the possibilities now I feel like they could be yeah more endless than they were Definitely. before did you so. finish the show no i'm not finished it no i'm on i'm on episode i think four or five so yeah but i've i've, I've been like when i did watch it i watched like four episodes in a row i was like hooked mm-hmm. like it was really good. yeah it's good um I, w- I wanted to know like with you guys for your family d- did you ever feel um like you guys were getting closer together during this time like without but, like, not realizing it until, like, you had to think about it? Or was
2: were you guys, like, always this close to, towards each other? Um, for me, at least, I feel like I've gotten closer because my parents call me every day now for some reason. So, I feel like, oh, wow. you know, and then, <laughs> um, because I've been the one with a consistent job recently, you know, I have felt like, I've tried to make it a point to make sure everyone's doing okay. You know, make sure that my family feels okay. Yeah, I you know, usually? yeah. And you know, I've been doing a lot okay, of cooking. Yeah, like okay. when we do dinners, I'll be cooking a lot, um, or br- bringing the food that we're gonna cook because you know, I just like we had a couple crab boils and shrimp boils, and um, I just want. I I know it's a stressful time right now, and since I'm living by myself, I don't have kids. I don't got to worry about that. Um,
1: yeah. <laughs> bragging with you, bragging.
2: Really though, it's beautiful being thirty with new no kids. Flexing, mm-hmm. yep, flexing <laughs> on them. I ain't but, bad about it. Uh, you know, it just it's. I feel like um this has definitely made it so that it's easier for us to communicate things that we might want, and need. You know what I mean? Yeah. which is better too, because you know, yeah. without maybe without this, we wouldn't necessarily know that you know like i the you know we wouldn't know well i'm struggling here or i i have this here you can have this you know like we wouldn't be doing that as easily because we wouldn't be you know we'd be thinking oh they have it all fine you know
1: yeah because nothing's going on yeah. affect
2: affect them
1: yeah no, I understand and that me, yeah. Uh, yeah what so, about you Naomi
0: shoot i ain't going to lie my brother's paying my rent for a little bit of time you know what i'm saying like this pandemic I
1: financially <laughs> Again, <laughs> bragging. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh,
0: so my, I, I was, uh, as a contractor, I'm doing, I'm contracted in all my work. Uh, I only work technically yeah. as like a employee for the city of Tempe. Everything else is contracted. And so when events stopped happening, I stopped teaching and it was really a struggle for me to, and then I also could not receive the unemployment because I was a contractor. There became a point where they had. Right, oh, which is a wow. pandemic unemployment, which was a little different and fortunate enough to have received a few different payments from that, but I couldn't receive the full payment just from different issues of because mm-hmm. of my like contracting stuff. Um, So my brother was able to support me in that, which I'm very grateful for <laughs> because if I hadn't, like I, I don't know what 2020 would have looked like. Uh, there are five of us. So yeah. we, I have there's, there's three boys and then two girls on my dad's side and then my mom only has the three of us. But I would say that uh-huh. I got closer to Dwayne the most, and then the rest, my other siblings, I mean, we cool and we're like great, and stuff, but I definitely think because both Dwayne and I live in Arizona and we see each other, right, I see him every we talk yeah. every day, yeah, we definitely anxious. got closer and we're able to have better understanding with each other than I was with my other siblings, but I mean, I love my siblings, I'm cool with nope. them, we're really close, we're not like those families um, that are weird and like hate each other, but but that's, yeah. that's kind
1: of where we were. Mm-hmm. I was about to ask you guys too. Like, did you guys ever have that issue in your family at all? Like, or, like, you guys like, there was like some, not necessarily bad blood, just like, like, like not, those type of issues? Well, I
2: mean, I'm going to say for me at least, not really. Um, at least in our immediate family, where we at least, our dad and mom kind of raised us to, Always question things and be able, and speak our mind, even if it was against them, you know, like even though they hated it because you know we yeah, we are very strong willed at least the three, the three of us me and I mean nico we we ain't afraid uh-huh. to you know complain and cause a scene in front of each other and in front of other people um, you know we're not afraid to to say no, that hurt me, you know, maybe not in those exact words, yeah, yeah you know, speak but, him up so that's always been good, but you know. We do have family who doesn't like that and but me and,
1: yeah the but me the and
2: We're the type who yeah we're like I don't know we don't we don't just we, we're not going to let that just slide, you know, so we'll still be going to the family functions and, yeah you know for trying to repair things and still be involved like, yeah
1: like brokers some peace mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I okay. just so happen to have lost a few friends this year, like just friends who like no, from just death just or decided decided just decided cut off. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't want to put effort into being your friend type of thing. And so yeah.
1: Dang. Oh. Kim for real? I'm just kidding.
0: Kim is my <laughs> best friend and I'm not, I'm just, I'm <laughs> loyal. Kim's family. But because of uh. that, I, I definitely <laughs> went to my family a lot, and I would say that this year has been a, a huge focus on family, especially the funny thing in 2019, it, so in 2019, I went to Puerto Rico on a mission, so, so I'm Christian, if y'all haven't noticed or don't know, and uh, I went on a mission trip, and one thing that I was praying for on my way back was how I could serve my family, and it just so happened that in 2019, when I got back, my mom had some uh, medical issues that I had to help with, and Coming into 2020 though, I think leaving 2019, there was this strength I think that we built together, and so because of that, we even grew stronger. So 2020 was like I'm relying on my family, especially, you know, there were people in my life who had always been all of a sudden deciding they no longer want to be a part of my life. It was one of those things of like, okay, well, let me go to what I know. What do I know? The basics. Well, that's family, so I was able to rely on them a lot, which was really great and beautiful and amazing. Mm-hmm. I think one thing I do appreciate about us <laughs> is as to what Dwayne said, right? We communicate. One of the issues that I had this year with the friends I lost were that they didn't communicate. They no longer mm. wanted to be a friend. They literally just ignored me and just <laughs> didn't say anything. And eventually I was like, hey, I've noticed this. What's up? And it was kind of like, yeah, I don't want to be a friend anymore. And I was like, oh, well, dang. Like, I wish you would have said something because I wouldn't have put all this energy into something that wasn't there yeah but my family we you know what i'm saying we don't do that like they're gonna let are gonna let you know my <laughs> brother my, mom, my dad they're gonna let you know yeah. how
1: they feel so yeah well that's good um and i think i know that kind of said what i was going to ask you guys about like identity like do you feel like like this year or not this year last year 2020 um like has it affected you to where like you've cemented what you already felt about yourself or did it like show you like what you had to learn about yourself do you want to go first
0: (laughs) me yeah i can go you said me Mm -hmm. okay so for me it's uh every year i make i give myself a word of what i want to focus on for the year and and the 2020 was balance i wanted to have balance because i didn't feel like i had good balance before and because i was stuck and i and I, i quarantined myself other than coming to my parents house going to grocery stores and then to work. But even when I went to work, I had the room by myself as a dance teacher. No one was in there with me. Um, but I, I live with someone who has, uh, has an uncompromised immune system. So I didn't want to put either of us at jeopardy. So I was literally quarantine and could only see yeah. my family. Um, but because of that, I was able to work on a lot of my emotional and mental health uh, I, I was able to see a new therapist and be able to get the support I needed and kind of have an understanding of different things that I was going through and didn't really understand the why. So I was able to figure out some why through different traumas. I was able to really do a lot of healing and then also because of that, I was able to then put that within my relationship. So the relationships I still had, I was actively trying to work on making sure that there was clear communication, there was uh, love, there was support, there was compassion, and different things like that. So twenty twenty was crazy. You know what I'm saying? There were some lot of crazy things, a lot of uh, deaths. There are a few people I knew who had passed. There's some people I knew who got COVID, and just other stuff happening. But I just, I just honestly, I appreciate what twenty twenty was for me because it was. It was something I needed in order to like cat you know, to throw me. Uh-huh. It. It's like a boomerang. I needed it to stretch me, so that when it lets go, I can just soar into twenty twenty one and what's to come.
2: Nice, yeah. Um, for me, I, I did a lot of. Uh, I learned a lot more about my identity a little bit. Um, so growing up, you know, because I'm black and Latino, black and Mexican. Um, growing up, I had yeah. a lot of friends, you know, that were, um. Latino and Black and, you know, mixed, multiracial. And um, I, I didn't realize until, I don't know, maybe like in June or July that, I mean, because I always knew that I had a lot of privilege, a lot of privilege for being light-skinned, for looking um, ambiguous. Um, but growing up, at least in Arizona, and then even in Oregon, when I moved to Oregon for college, white people always reminded me that I wasn't white. You know what I mean? Like, they always reminded me that I'm different, you know, that I'm not. Oh, wow. I'm,
1: like by what they said or just how they acted
2: i had a a professor okay And i had her two years in a row because i took two of her classes and it was the economics and literally and we have lots of students um from all around you know because it's college but literally both years she would ask, ask me things like um literally the same question um both both semesters she said so you know, since we're talking about economy and everything, um, Nilo, you know, like, do you have any, do you see an example of how this is in Hawaii? Since, you know, it's off from the mainland, it's its own place a little bit. And I'm like, um, I'm not from Hawaii. And it's two semesters in a row. Hawaii. Two semesters in a row, and then when I <laughs> came back to Arizona, we, Nick, my brother Nico, he had a play and we went to the play. And um, some woman came up to me and she's like, that's your brother, isn't it? I'm like, yeah, uh huh. And she's like, are you two, hawaiian because you two are so beautiful yeah just randomly talk to her nothing just wow and so you know i have always had that experience where like white people always reminded me and you know other people reminded me that i wasn't you know like that i was different or that i was you know um, that you know that i'm I'm another um but like this year i started real i didn't realize how much of a privilege that was in the black community as well like i feel like because I'm light and very ambiguous, Black people, because I know there's a lot of, you know, there's this a big thing, a lot of multiracial Black people who look very light, you know, they feel, they might have an experience where they didn't feel Black enough. Um, for me, uh-huh. I never felt like that, like I wasn't Black enough. Black people always made me feel welcome, you know, like made me feel like I'm family. And then I just yeah. started thinking, like, is that because of my privilege? Is that because... I'm ambiguous and I'm really light that I can just come into the community and just be like, you know, y'all know I'm black. Cause you know, like every time I tell someone I'm black, they're, they're like, Oh, I knew it. You know, if they're black, you know, they're like, I knew it. Your dad's black, huh? You know, like, and then some, you know, just things like that. And I never realized that part of the privilege that, you know, because of colorism and racism, Yeah, there's a privilege in me being able to find a community where some people can't, you know?
1: yeah like they have to stick with what they are yeah yeah i've just
2: been dealing with that a little bit because it's like you know the idea of jumping between things you know because i write latino characters i write black characters i write multiracial characters and there's been a lot of new research coming out and new people's opinions you know talking about how that is a privilege and it's sometimes a dangerous privilege of being able to jump in and out you know because it's like you can represent blackness when it's good for you and then when it's not you're not you know what i mean so it's like trying to find the line of see, you know yeah. am i representing how i want to represent in a positive way or am i exploiting you know and trying to figure that out has been yeah tough and very eye-opening i see yeah
1: because i i think i kind of understand what you're saying with that because like it'll be it'll be like it's as if like you were writing a a black character because you need somebody who was like hearted and gritty, you know what I mean? So you uh, all can go to this black guy because, you know, generally, you know, that's the world perception of African-Americans, you know, and then you can also just like jump out of that mm-hmm. and go to like a uh, someone who's like really like, you know, passionate and fiery. And you know, all oh, could be a Latino character. So I think I kind of understand that, like, if you're going to be using that for the positive or the negative yeah. part of like that culture. Yeah. And Naima, what do you feel about, about that? The question of if if you are finding stuff about yourself like through this year.
0: Oh, I answered that. You want me to keep going?
1: Oh, you wait. did. Oh, you did. You know what?
0: But I mean, you not you That's went first. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <it's> okay. <laughs> I totally just forgot. I was like, that was the other question. Don forget my notes at the same time I'm like, "Oh, did I do this question, so I'm trying to to
0: dwayne's yeah. point. I think one thing for me is and and especially this comes from from being a woman right where uh we know and, and Malcolm X says it, but we know statistically that black women are the least desired statistically black women are the least appreciated statistically, black women are the least protected. Um, We we know it by numbers. We can see it how we embrace women, black women in film, how we talk about them in music, uh, how we treat them within our homes. Like we can see this. Right. And I think one thing, because I don't necessarily have that same experience to an extent um, as someone who's light skin, I won't have that experience. Right. uh, Compared to a darker skinned black woman. But I've had the experience and I remember this, I will never forget this, where someone told me, Naime, I mean, you're beautiful, but you'll never be higher than a six because you're black. Like, regardless, you're black. And I think that... <laughs> yes, said in college, that. someone like, told me that. Oh you're cute and gosh. all this. wouldn't that because you're Trash. black. And I, I think that, to DeWayne's point, it, I, I have had issues where it's like, the black community will not accept me. It was never men. And again, because I'm in the, I quote-unquote, this ideal, like woman right ideal again quote unquote. but it's like I've been I've been um rejected by by other black women saying like I'm not black enough you know I've learned to just like everyone has their own experiences and their own traumas and I can't I'm not gonna tell someone differently I'm I know myself and I know where I stand with it but I'm not gonna tell anyone differently just because I don't need to prove myself to anyone but I think that one of the interesting things of this year was and I mean again me and Dwayne both play an active role within you know trying to to break patriarchy right trying to really Mm -hmm. uh, bring in the love and care for blackness trying to make room for black people and just the black community in general but one thing i was always consistently you know thinking of is like i I want to continue to make space for black people i want to continue Mm -hmm. to make space for all the different uh types of black people where it's afro latino right where it is the um your your caribbeans or it's the lighter skin the darker skinned ones or whatever the case may be. Like, I want to make space for all of this because we all deserve space. And so I, I just want to to also add yeah. that in there. I get that.
2: No. No. I like that. Yeah. Oh. I think that's uh Well, I was just going to say, okay. I like that you brought that up, that, you know, yeah, as a woman that experience is different because I definitely feel that as well, that it's because I'm a, a guy that I feel like it's easier to be embraced in the black community because um, just thinking about like, like the, the jokes for light-skinned guys, like they're not exclusionary jokes, yeah. you know, they're jokes where you still get to humanize, you know, like they're still humanizing light-skinned guys, you know, it's like, you're not, ex- you're not excluding them from being part of the community. You're just, you know, making a joke that, you know, they're soft, they're sensitive, they're this, to that, you know, different things. And it's like, because of that, you know, it's yeah. way different. Like light skin. At least me being light-skinned and male has definitely been a privilege in being embraced by my Black side, by the Black community, and having Black friends who, even if they don't think I'm Black, not, you know, not, not being like
0: not challenging you not
2: challenging me exactly like none of them ever like will challenge me when I talk about any of that and like at first that experience I didn't recognize it because I just like when I was in college I thought I was the blackest motherfucker on campus like you know like I was like telling people that's racist we're gonna we're gonna you know we're gonna go and protest and I was at all the different protests and you know I I and then like this year was making me realize like that's part of that privilege you know being able to have that identity and nobody question it and definitely it's because i'm a man you know you know what i mean like and then when people do find out i'm black then they're just like oh there you go that's even more reason you know and it's like so i i i know i've heard that experience you know where where maybe the black community doesn't accept your blackness or they you know they they push on your blackness i don't have it i never had it and i think that's probably because i'm a guy and also because um, yeah, I feel like my light, my skin is way light. You know, like I'm pretty pinky. You know, and
1: yeah, that, yeah. And I, was, and I was gonna say too. Was, I think it was. It's important that uh, she had addressed that because you no, know, I personally have never really you know, seen it that way. You no, know, at least from my experience of being you no know, full black and you no know, interacting with people who are you no know, mixed or, or light skin. Um, you no, know, who are black with, with black in them. So. It's interesting that, like, people actually, you know, say that stuff, like, "Oh, like, you won't never be a like a more than a six because you're light skin." So, was that a, a white guy who told uh, no, you that? No, he, was, he
0: was actually indigenous, Native American, and he said that, you know, like that, realistically, like you're cute and all, but but you're still black. And and again, it goes back, it goes back to this idea mm-hmm. of when we think about the, the Karen, the woman in the in Central Park who called, like, like y'all, we all know it's here, like we we may. Made- and Mm -hmm. yeah and I think that's one thing I I always acknowledge I acknowledge how light-skinned I am I acknowledge the privilege in that but I also I want like it's something I'm always consistently saying that white people will always remind me I'm black Mm. and I think it Mm. may be because of Mm. my curly hair like the way my hair is that might also be a different standard than um women who are mixed and who may who are mixed with black and may Mm -hmm. have different type of hair texture but i guess because of texture texture i'm not sure and Mm -hmm. i'm always and typically around black people i'm not sure exactly if that's it but i do know that like white people remind me just like how Dwayne was saying earlier like they remind me that i'm not white they remind me that I am black so it's like they won't even acknowledge my Mexican side a lot of mm-hmm. times mm-hmm. reminds me I'm black so it's like wow. at the end of the day like I know a lot of people try to tell me Naime, this this and the third but I'm black baby because everybody else reminds me so and I just you know what I'm saying I accept it because it's me and I love it so but just...
1: yeah. yeah and you have to love yourself yeah and so I I just wanted to well I just want to ask some like silly questions before I wrap up the yeah okay. the, the interview. That's okay. It's just like some Oops. random stuff I have. So, uh, <laughs> all right. So, um, mm-hmm. Nai May, if if your if your five year old self suddenly found themselves inhabiting your body now, what would your five year old self do first?
0: The first thing. I, oh my goodness.
1: Yeah, five the five year old you. Yeah. Like, like some freaky Friday okay, stuff I woke
0: up and I was actually 5 years old I feel like I think I would start crying because at 5 years old like, why am I so old you know what I mean I would be like, why am I so old? Like, I old you know what I'm saying like, like I'm old like my, my 5 years old would be upset that
1: yeah. would be funny. yeah <laughs> Dwayne du- if you were if you were writing a book right what would uh, writing a book based off of 2020 what would the Ooh. title of your book be
2: <laughs> ooh, okay, that's a Think good on one. Quickly, 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 quickly. quickly. Um, yeah. <laughs> it might be quick, but quick enough. <laughs> um, ooh, um, COVID is a hell of a drag. <laughs>
1: <laughs> COVID is a hell of a drag. A forward <laughs> by James <laughs> Brown. Uh, Rick James. Rick James. Yeah. Forward. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be wild. My apology yeah. Called damn,
2: <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah,
1: it's just one word like damn again. <laughs> so I want to ask you, uh, Duane, what is the weirdest thing a guest has done oh, at your house?
2: The weirdest thing a guest has done at my house, um, yeah. um <gasps> I had one of my one of my old roommates' guests came over. And they were drinking, and he started going to the bathroom, um, and walking towards the bathroom. And the the, like the guest bathroom is open next to our desk, and he like started peeing in the box.
1: Uh huh. Like, oh my god, he was that drunk. He was. Was there
2: stuff in
0: the box?
2: It was. um, It was like art stuff. It was Ellen's stuff.
0: Oh no.
1: Right, I would have clotheslined so him. I'll like, the spot. Like, what the heck? Hexed <laughs> So, I want to ask you, um, Naime, what is the sexiest and least sexy name? And you can't use your own the name.
0: Sexiest name? The yeah, sexiest and the least name sexiest is Ryan. name. Ryan. I've always liked that name. For a male or a female. Like, Ryan. I like name my daughter Ryan. I really like the idea of, you know, gender names
1: okay why why ryan
0: it's just it's just an, it's just i've always liked it I, I don't know i i wish i could tell you i know there's some sort of like thing there but i don't know i just know i've always liked it the least sexiest name is
1: yeah the least
0: bill like i just bill <laughs> like that's just so <laughs> like, I don't like
1: it. no i actually would agree with I that just bill just, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah so bland
0: like I know your potato salad yeah, is nasty. Like
1: fun. just <laughs> I know there's no raisins. I know there's <laughs> plenty of raisins that thing. <laughs> right, Dwayne, what what is the um what would be the worst buy one, get one free sale of all time? The in worst? Your opinion?
2: Um Yeah. Ooh. Um, buy one, get one free of um Let's see. Ooh, of those um, those nasty um, little candies that are like strawberry. Those for yes, those little strawberry. strawberry little candies that are in the like
1: the hard candy
2: plastic
0: wrapper
1: with the watermelon or strawberry. Oh, why does everybody hate them? love those? I don't know if those so hate. everybody gross, hates those. Actually, I love.
2: Them. Now that I mentioned that, actually, because um, <laughs> I'm thinking of Mexican candy too. My story about the box, it wasn't art stuff in there. It was Mexican candy that my mom had sent me from <gasps> Arizona. Now I remember. I was so oh, mad at oh, him. Oh, yeah, now I remember because <laughs> they used to sell Lucas, and they don't sell the one that I love anymore. Yeah. But every time I think of Lucas, I think of that, that candy because it's usually near the same spot when you go to buy it, you know? Ugh. Do you like that candy? Uh huh.
0: No. Lucas? I love
2: Lucas. The the strawberry strawberry ones. They usually sell it next to Lucas's.
1: Oh, yes, I do. I do. (laughs) I don't know why, but like, I like what we do is like I would get them, like, because I had a mentor and he would have them at his house and his wife would let me have some. So, like, I would like get like six of them each and put like three inside my mouth and just like (laughs) chew on it. I don't know why I would do that as a kid. I just loved them for some reason. (laughs) It was good to me. And like all my friends say, say they hate it. It's nasty. I'm like, what? It's like one of the best things ever. Like, that's senior that citizen is. candy. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> I guess it is. <laughs> Naime, who do you know that really reminds you of a character in a TV show or movie?
2: Ooh, that's a good one.
0: Who do I know that reminds you of? Oh, wait, I don't. <laughs> They're hard. I find kids are easier. I don't know. What? Who reminds me of... Who reminds me
1: of... All right, what is your name? <laughs> That's an easy question. I
0: think... I think... You kind of remind me of Kevin Hart, but you're funnier.
1: Everybody tells me... right. Gonna... They say <laughs> I, get, I don't <laughs> know if it's good or not, but people know I'm like Kevin Hart and then older women... Tell me, Ooh, he no. did. <laughs> and I do not know why.
0: No, I just don't like know why. I think
1: of- I'll probably do know why. It's probably because I'm freaking pineapple or coconut. <laughs> people Wait, they call me what? coconut, like I'm black, browning outside, white, <laughs> inside. No, I
0: don't know. I, I just came up with that. I I didn't, of I you. Well, I didn't I
1: think of anything else.
0: All Kevin, right, that was my like my safe bet.
1: <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. He he he's rich and he's and he's funny, so I'll take it. it. Alright, Dwayne, another home question. What is the weirdest thing you have seen in Ooh, someone else's? The weirdest home?
2: thing I've seen? Yeah, Ooh, the weirdest thing. Um I went to somebody's house who um let their dog get up on the table, like not all the way up, but like sit on the chair and like put their face on the table yeah what and like you know i get it if it's like you know a quick little bouncing around and, and like jumping around but the, the the dog went up in the chair and was sitting in the chair and it was like putting its face all over the table i'm like ooh, that's not my sleep my pet, <laughs> pet peeve
0: is when people let their animals climb all up on top of tables and do whatever they want like they got no sense i can't stand that
1: Like, do you talk about dogs or or cats?
0: My brother, oh, oh, oh. Brought his cat from California. This cat thinks she can do whatever she Uh can, it. I literally push her off of everything. It stresses me out. I would nap. (laughs) That's
1: funny. You don't pay a (laughs) rent here. You better get out. You're welcome. Might be an outside cat in a minute. (laughs) That's crazy. I don't know if I was, I think one time I saw like, it wasn't my, I saw we were like young and uh, our neighbor had moved away and we found a way to get into their house um, through (laughs) legal methods and we uh, went into the master bedroom and there was a mirror hanging above the bed. Oh. Yeah. When the master bedroom is a mirror above it, like on the ceiling. Where I'm guessing the bed would have been. That's That is. So, yeah. So. And then I realized. And then I, when I got older, I kept thinking. once so I got older, I realized it was because like they probably were like using it for like sex, but or that reminds like me like, of
0: Chucky, yeah. so, the Bride of Chucky.
2: Right. Chucky? Why? That happens in the movie.
0: Mm-hmm. So oh, in the glass breaks, and they die,
1: whatever. Okay. Oh, they yeah. die. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Damn, Chucky. Okay. Okay, check <laughs> you can get it. Um, I <laughs> uh, was a question I had to. Um, what was it? Okay, what part of the kids' movie Dwayne completely Ooh. scarred you?
2: Oh my goodness! Um, of uh, the. Pee Wee Herman Adventures or whatever, the part in the, well, I mean, the whole movie is weird, but the part in the truck.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, Pee Herman, yeah.
2: That's such a horrible <laughs> movie. But the, Nico loves that movie. But the um part in the truck when when the woman reveals her crazy, scary face, that one always freaks me out. I was just like, uh-huh. like you know, like, before <laughs> I watched that movie, we used to do the whole little honk, you know, thing for the truck, you know. But after that, yeah. I was like, no, thank you.
1: Don't honk. Don't honk for me. Oh, my God. Naime, my question for you is, what two totally normal things will become really weird if you do them back to back?
0: What two normal things would become weird if I do them back to back? Yeah. Give me an example. I don't get it.
2: Like cleaning your toilet, like and eating a bowl of cereal a... Yep. Inside the toilet.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh... Two normal things that would be weird if I do them back to back. I think just that, like cleaning and then eating without washing your
1: Like where are you cleaned?
0: Yeah. Oh, without I mean,
1: washing your hands?
2: That would be, that'd be nasty. Uh,
0: <laughs> but like, I, I know that's, Yeah, it
1: would be nasty.
0: Can we talk about this whole washing hands thing? Yeah, go ahead. So, like, what I thought was funny when this whole COVID started, I thought it was really funny how no one knew the right way to wash their hands. Like, everyone was so <laughs> shocked. Like, oh, I've been doing it wrong yeah. all these years. And I'm just like, they don't teach you that. And like, yo, like, your mom and dad never taught you that.
1: Can, can but, remember?
0: and then also, I think I've paid attention. More now than ever. If someone hasn't washed their hands, and I know there's been like times where Kim be mm-hmm. like, "Nami, you didn't even wash your hands," and I would do something. It's like, "Honey, I literally just washed my hands," and like two minutes ago, I haven't touched anything, and oh, I just. Moving on. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> Man, I I don't I don't even know what would be weird for me. Honestly, I don't know how high talk <laughs> for things. I don't even know what I would even think would be weird because i it's crazy because i see a lot of times where i know for a fact people have not washed their hands because at my job like all the like surgeons or people who have to like who are from outside companies who do surgeries or stuff upstairs like they have to come to my department to change out and stuff and sometimes they'll be in there and like they don't like they use the bathroom and like they just walk right out
0: and this and is I'm a like, hospital a surgery. yeah oh lord
1: yeah, like, I'm about to do a surgery and do the even wash it. So I'm hoping like they get hand sanitizer like when they scrub up or whatever. But I'm like,
0: remember, like that's
1: common that was cleaning. It's the like there
0: were so many. Uh, what was it? Uh, infant mortality rates back, back, back in the day because they would birth one child and then go right next to the other one without washing up and then birth another one. So it's like people were getting sick yeah. and dying. Why wow. the moms were dying?
1: Yeah. It's common sense, you know, common, hands, I don't like...
0: believe in common sense.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> you don't? Because
0: what is common in America may not be common in, like, Puerto Rico. Well, I mean, they're one of us, so what's common in America may not be common in, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, India. Like, oh, I see. So I, I, don't, yeah. I don't necessarily believe in common sense. Especially if, you, if you're if you an evil person and, like, you just mean and, and spiteful, like, you were raised like that, you know what I'm saying? Like your common sense is definitely not the same as someone who's not like that. You know what I mean?
2: I think there's layers to it. Yeah, you yeah. Know, like if we're talking like the, you know like your position or your your job, there's definitely common sense. You know, like I don't think doctors, like doctors everywhere, it's in your training to wash your hands. Yeah, it's so like there's yeah. there certain things that is common sense <laughs> that comes with your field. But I I agree that you know like everybody's common is different so there's not common sense but yeah i hope everybody washes their hands cuz before covid no i yeah. mean guys would go to, into bathrooms at my job and if they peed they wouldn't wash Well, i mean sometimes even if they didn't pee if they pooped they still wouldn't wash their hands but it's like it's just a normal thing mm-hmm. that guys think that just because they went pee that they don't need to wash their hands it's like you went to a bathroom yeah. you're touching your your fly and everything exactly like, you, you wash your hands
1: yeah, like your dick is, bro. I don't care how if you just wash it, your dick <laughs> is dirty. Scrub it. Scrub your hands. It's dirty. Your, your that's PT what it's is dirty. Meant it's
2: meant to come out because it's nasty.
1: <laughs> yeah, like it's it's. I don't care. I don't care if you just if you just got done scrubbing mm-hmm. and wash your hand, man. Like, yeah, I don't get people. Like, it's crazy. Ridiculous. Thank you're a you. grown ass man, and you're not. Like that's what's crazy to me about it like i'm used to telling kids yeah. to wash their hands but you're like you pay bills you? wash your hands <laughs> i don't get it i don't get it I don't get it so my last question for you guys was uh did you guys uh receive your no, uh, stimulus money
2: i got time bank so i got for mine real yesterday
1: you did oh yeah you yesterday okay nice. i got mine this morning Yeah, Does you
2: have
0: time to
1: so, do you guys have a plan on how yeah, you plan on my spending rent. it?
0: And my birthday. My birthday, is, okay. <laughs> my birthday is next Saturday. I'll be 28. Oh, don't cry. <laughs> <quite. laughs> Jesus. So, I, I plan on doing a little something, something cute for myself. And me and the guy I'm dating, we actually share a birthday. So, he has the same birthday. So, I'm going to give him a little gift.
1: Wow. Dang. You're about to, about
2: to <laughs> pull your back out, know, girl. You better be <laughs> careful.
0: Woof. Oh, Woof. Woof.
2: A two for one birthday. <laughs> two That's for
1: what? <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, my, me too. Bills was what I was gonna do. Yeah, my, yeah. Don't I was get excited do. on the
0: whole six hundred thing. Thinking they could put a band this again.
1: I know. We
0: <laughs> have
1: I was like, they should the thanks for the, for the gas money
0: that literally have been paying for people, sending them consistent money. For the past freezing five, rent. five, four months. Right. Y'all can't even. My, my apartment complex sent me a little email. And they said, uh, they said, what did they say? It basically said, like, on the first, like, y'all got, y'all got rent due. Like, don't act like anything different. Like, you have bills to pay. <laughs> <laughs> so.
1: Y'all want to yeah. stay here, you pay your rent on time. Crazy. Damn, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, I was like, man, I was like, this is like gas money. <laughs> But uh, I'm right. to a bill, so better than nothing, I guess. Better than nothing, but yeah, it's just crazy how like I thought really we were I was expecting or maybe just hopeful that it yeah, would be me a too. More, I but,
2: thought they were ready to approve that 2000.
1: Yeah, well, like, y'all want to help people, and people like it's crazy because like not necessarily like I even like really I'm gonna say I don't need it because you know everybody needs money, but I you see oh, people man, that yeah. like need yeah. a lot more than what we got. You know what I mean? Like, and it's like crazy because I felt I felt bad for them. I'm like, man, I know they're struggling mm-hmm. for sure, for sure. Like, you know that they're like looking for jobs and stuff, and asking like, hit me up, like, hey, did y'all hiring, stuff like that. So it's like, man, I know y'all looking for something. Okay. So, you, know, you wish that you can get yeah. something different, but yeah. you no, know, it is what it is, man. As I say. <laughs> So, where can uh, people find you guys if they want to follow you, check you guys out?
0: My um, parents will literally walk in the room. Hi.
2: Oh, wow. Hi. hi. Y'all I
0: did it. Okay, go ahead. Duane. This is your parents.
2: New York is starting. Where would they find you at? Um, I'm gonna change my Instagram soon, so I don't know, but um, <laughs> it's currently. <laughs> It's a motherfucking cult. Um, I T S A. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Where did okay? Catch- it's a mother motherfucking I know, cult. But um,
1: where did, where did it come from? Huh? Oh, where, where did it,
2: it come from? It? Oh, it came from it- this from? movie. Um yeah. it's called The Inheritance, and um, I was watching a bunch okay. of different black horror movies. Um, from this list, um, BlackHorrorMovies.com. And one of them that I watched, uh, one of the actresses just comes out of nowhere and screams at everybody, get out of here, it's a motherfucking cult! And I was just like, (laughs) that's the shit I want to see in my movies, you know, where it's like people's real reaction. When something scary happens, like just yesterday, my dad, out of nowhere, came to my door and Naime freaked out and screamed. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, that's like that real, stuff, you know, where it's not just a fake. Oh, yeah. You know? And so uh, I was I like, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's great. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> I actually never knew where that name came from. I always wondered, but I thought it was just like an inside joke. But thank you for sharing. Yeah. Uh, so for me, you can find me at N N I I A M E Y. That is Instagram, Twitter. You can also find my business account at Life of a Young Realist on Instagram.
1: With the- <laughs>
2: <laughs> thank you nathaniel
0: i really appreciate just you
2: thank you yes thank you it's so fun man. thank you for, for
1: joining me i really i was hoping that it would work out so I'm, I'm glad that we just got to do something yeah. you know That's i know it worked out so Thanks. i'm happy about it yeah and this has been talk is deep everybody you guys can follow me at Nathaniel Butler Official on Facebook and Instagram. Um that's my account. And on Twitter, my podcast has an account called at my talk is deep. So you guys can follow it there. Um if you want to stay up to date, even though I never really get on there. So <laughs> you can do that. Yes, uh thank you guys again for uh, joining this episode. I appreciate you guys for coming on and spend some time talking to me. So um yeah, check out past episodes too as well. If you guys like this episode, uh, see where the progress gone. And hopefully I will be around in 2021 to get some more episodes out there. So until then, be blessed and be a blessing.